One of my favorite films ever has been bestowed the ultimate privilege of being shat upon by cinemas. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of CinemaSins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and this week I'm joined by fellow baffle gabbers Ian Whittington. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been amazing if I could have done if it. If you could have actually done yeah. it. And Daniel Cardoso! Hello. Hello, everyone. We write for CinemaSins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the CinemaSins universe as well. That's right. Daniel's joining us this week. You're going to start to see different combinations of the Baffle Gabbers, the mm-hmm. B team, uh, come to the table for these conversations about the week's content uh, through the coming weeks. Um, but excited to have you on. How do you feel? How do you feel about coming on as a, you know, full episode member of the the b team i'm absolutely terrified Um, (laughs) that's fair that's fair uh, no it's 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 cool uh this is this is different this is a different thing for me so i I don't really have uh i don't know i don't really know how i feel i will feel something after the show (laughs) i have like like a condition like um like ian except for i it just involves like i don't have feelings Crucially, Daniel has stumbled across one of the key parts of, of behind the scenes in referencing the outtakes. So the, the stuff that we talked about happens after this bit of the show. So yes, so people have no reference for what you just said. But don't feel bad. We've all done it and we all do it often. It's on the bingo card and people are happy that it has happened. Um, so yes. So, but what, what Daniel is referring to is the fact that he doesn't have the emotional muscle that releases uh, yes. his, his emotions. Makes him feel uh, better. Makes him feel better. Mine is overactive. <laughs> and they, I'd like to point out that you both, just, this is like part of the answer to your question. Both of you acknowledged right before we started that you had no idea if I knew what was going on. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Seconds before going there live. Was, there, was no, there was no prep to this. Like, no. no, no. Ten seconds before going live, I was like, so you want to know anything about this show, Daniel? <laughs> it's better this way. It's more fun this way. Uh, be assured of this. Uh, there is no set way this has to be done. We're just excited to pe- bring people behind the curtain for the Sins universe and just kind of talk about what's on our minds. So let's get into it. We'll kick it off with the Sin side scoop. What's he building in there? We're going to take a look at the videos from the week, the process of sending them, how we felt about the stuff we are sending. Kick it off in commercial sins world with the Danae Hughes commercial sins. Uh, Danae wrote this one on the Liberty Mutual Liberty, 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 gym, gym spot. Um, I've, I've said this many times in many different formats. I'll say it again here. I don't understand why all the best jingles are insurance companies. Mm-hmm. It is insane that every insurance company has a memorable crazy memorable jingle it's almost like they have an excess of cash for doing something (laughs) very fucking simple something like that something like that um yeah so daniel start us off what did you think of uh the liberty mutual commercial and uh in some of the stuff in there it is uh i mean every i've seen a few commercials for liberty mutual and it's just it's just insanity to begin with like there's no uh they know they're selling insurance, which is probably the least boring, like the most boring thing in the world to do. And they and they have come up with a way of somehow tapping into like the absurdity of the whole situation and are just 
they are not letting up with this uh, with this emu. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're sticking with it. I mean, I hate most commercials to be to be honest. So they are very sin worthy pieces of uh, content. So. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, right from the bat, when it was like, who who the took the time to custom make a shirt for a goddamn bird? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this this video started off uh-huh. perfectly because. Uh-huh. <laughs> And then it segued into like the tiny useless pockets on uh, on women's pants, which mm-hmm. I didn't know was a thing until like my first like real girlfriend like ex- like explained it to me. I was like, "You don't have pockets? Almost no way. Yeah, like, what, crazy. Like, what do you do with your stuff?" <laughs> and that was a uh, like that that was the the wildest thing I discovered about women was the fact that their pants are that <laughs> top of the list. Uh, all of the mysteries of women is the pockets that did it yep 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 totally yeah yeah. uh ian what about you well i was in the room where it happened i was with danae when she was writing this and um she could not we're lucky we don't have a seven minute video about the clothing on the emu just like ian we just look at this am i insane is this ridiculous well yes no it is it's completely (laughs) ridiculous um so it's really it's always fun to watch danae's path of Con- stream of consciousness go on a commercial and the uh, talking about like the emu um that keeps running and then caused an accident inside the gym yes. and then they didn't have insurance ironically um while filming the great. commercial is just a beautiful little story to weave yeah um, so good and yeah damn catchy <clears throat> just Why? the entire day whistling that Why? all day long we are farmers bum, 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 bum. It, it's because they have a ton of money to write good jingles because they don't need to spend money. Because they don't pay out for insurance unless they absolutely have to. We kind of mainly legally have to do it. And you're paying for something you may never need. American Family Insurance. <sighs> I'm, I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. It's wild. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. You guys mentioned uh, some of the stuff I mentioned. It, it is, uh, I wanted to mention, it is interesting. The commercial sins experience for the writers is like this all- walls are taken down experience like it's just like free space to Mm -hmm. really do something crazy because very little review as well Yeah, because there's only it's only a couple minutes long you know you're going to be just having jokes and having fun there's going to be some real stuff like one of the things in this one that i really liked was the savings apply at renewal takedown Mm -hmm. this this idea that you don't save anything until you renew your policy uh was you know really good observation so there are actual sins in them, but at the same time, you know, for the most part, you're really just, you know, joking around with, yeah. the, with the commercial, um, as we do with all our content. But when it's in a, you know, a limited space like that, plus you're the only writer, which we've talked about before, which is a different experience mm-hmm. from the other channels. Um, but yeah, no, it was good stuff. Lots of fun. Really enjoyed that one. All right, let's move into TV sins. Uh, Halo Contact. That's right. We send the first episode of the new Halo show. Um, this was a uh, Hughes Whittington script, so Danae and Ian writing yeah, on was. this one. So Ian, since you wrote on this one, give us a look behind the behind the scenes on uh, checking out Halos on Paramount Paramount Plus, Plus right? Correct. Yeah, Man, is everything on Paramount? Like, <laughs> Pretty much. Paramount Plus is just like putting out all sorts of like IP content that's really mm-hmm. uh, interesting. Well, but. we've been like just personally, I was really pushing to do this because we've been waiting for this Halo series forever. Um, was it Neil Blomkamp was going to do it originally? It was going to be a movie, mm-hmm. and then they turned that. Oh, not. Um, I was him and Ridley Scott, wasn't it? I think they were going to be making a Halo film, and they ended up using that 
footage for District 9 instead. Um, and some of the vehicles look super similar. As I just remember waiting for this for like 20 years because mm-hmm. Halo 3 came out in like 2006. And that was 2007, 2008. That kind of time would have been the perfect time to do a Halo film. The buzz mm-hmm. was super duper high. This feels really late to me. But um, yeah, super interested to watch this. And going into it as a fan... The, the opening like 20 minutes of this oh sorry the opening 10 minutes is just you are in the video game it's like they got pretty much all of the fan service out of the way really 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 quick and i think that worked quite well to then get into an intriguing story and i do set up a ton of mysteries but mm-hmm. the challenge with writing it is always how deep do you go into the nerdery and how referential do you make it while still making the jokes really really entertaining and i think the only one where i slipped into i don't care how many people get this the people that will will love it was um and it's almost a little bit spoilery but it's when they do like the overhead of planet reach mm-hmm. and the sin is just what a lovely looking planet i bet it looks great in the fall mm-hmm. um which is referencing a a book and the my halo friends that i used to game with i sent them the video and they were like you bastard mm-hmm. you absolute bastard you cold-hearted bastard how could you do that so I was like, okay, that worked. That was nice. That's the people that get it are going to get it. Um, but I think we found a good balance of being um, cine, funny, and still having... Because the people that watch this video in particular are going to be Halo fans. They're going to want that mm-hmm. level of nerdery as well. Um, and it was a beautiful place to put my pickle metaphor. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you, glad you finished that sentence, Ian. <laughs> that pause was deliberate. <laughs> Um, yeah, pickles of politics. It it feels like we need politics in every single TV show and apparently podcast. Um, but it's not, and it's the same as burgers. Like you have to ask for your pickle to be removed from every burger. It is such a specific ingredient that is really polarizing, and yet it seems to be the standard in all burgers. Mm-hmm. We don't need it, even though I love it. Yes, a beautiful pickle metaphor. Mm. I'm always down for that. Um, yeah, I I don't have much experience with. Halo. Uh, I quit gaming when it started to be uh, more than just a jump button, a fire button, and left to right. <laughs> 1989, uh, yeah, I believe. It was just like, I was like, wait, what? You're using two controllers for how you move? This is dumb. This yeah, is dumb. Nope. No, one, no one has the thumb dexterity to be able to understand what it means to use one thumb for where you look and the no. other for where you move. That makes no sense to me. Well, it's wild to me. So we've genuinely had this experience with Aaron where we've played mm-hmm. Call of Duty together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he struggle bust for half an hour. Yeah. We inverted the controls, which is always an option on every game, but uh-huh. no no person uses it because it's ridiculous. One person does. And this man suddenly gets it. And he's just like, oh, this makes complete sense. I'm like, what is wrong with your brain? Did they put it in backwards? <laughs> Why does inverting the controls work? So in Call of Duty, one control controls... Oh, I guess it is where you're looking, but it's also where you're shooting, right? Um, Those are the same thing. Yeah, yeah. The left one will kind of do forward, left and right, and then the right analog stick is moving where your arms are, essentially, so you can know where to shoot. Right. Um, so, yeah, so it's that one that controls where you're looking, arms are moving, shooting, Correct. that didn't make sense to my brain unless I moved it down to move the gun up and moved yeah. it up to move the gun down. As if you're leaning backwards and then and pushing we know why. forwards. I, I told you why. It's because I played uh, like pilot wings and those mm. kind of things where flying games, that is how you fly. Down yeah, to go up, up to go down. And that's how my brain has conceptualized the movement mm-hmm. in, in that kind of movement in video games. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, it's a flight, fight, 
simulator kind of brain thing. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's not my thing. So I say all that to say I've never really played Halo. It really kind of hit should have hit me perfectly. Like I was in I guess I was just out of college when Halo hit mm -hmm. uh, the first one and um, the Xbox happened and I just I was I think I was just done. I think I was just done being a gamer enough to care to learn mm. how to do that. Um, so so, yeah, so I haven't played a lot of Halo. I don't know a lot of the inside jokes for that reason. And maybe some others. I didn't really enjoy this that much. Mm -hmm. um, the show or the video? <laughs> the video's great. Okay. The video's great. <laughs> You've had to get kicked off your own show. <laughs> just, yeah, guys, I just, you know, didn't really, really get didn't get, uh -huh. uh, get this. I wouldn't have gotten the, like, the joke you mentioned. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I do get, just because Halo is in the cultural consciousness so much. I do get some of the references. Mm. Um, just not the deep, Deep, mm -hmm. the, like I got the red versus blue reference, yeah. which some people wouldn't that was get. Nice. Um, but that's you know that's online content. Mm. Um, so yeah. Uh, speaking of the video, I did like the the disrespecting run, uh, disrespecting <laughs> the dead by bragging about their remains, staining your hands, followed directly by disrespecting a veteran as they're disrespecting <laughs> the dead by bragging about the remains, staining their hands. I thought that was uh really was funny. Fun. And I also enjoyed the running gag about sand planets, you know, oh, because we've had Tatooine and mm -hmm. Dune and that kind of thing. Book of Boba Fett. Book of Boba Fett. And I think one of them was after they explained why it's a sand planet, the sin was just fine, but sand planets are still dumb. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just like still the, the narrator is really fed up with sand planets. So, and I that I felt that as soon as the the first shot opened on sand, I was like, "Fuck this, I'm out." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like not another one. Not another one. Do <laughs> uh, you think it's because we spent so much time with the uh, Book of Boba Fett? Yeah, because we did the whole damn thing and Mandalorian and Mandalorian and Obi Wan coming soon. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, Tatooine man. That is that's how the planet. Does how does it work? <laughs> uh Daniel, other thoughts on Halo, uh your experience with the video game, the TV show and the Sins video. Yeah, I remember like I think I played like the first two video games all the way through. I, I enjoyed like doing the campaign and stuff and the multiplayer, but like it's so long ago in my memory that like, I feel like I there's a lot of references that I might have missed. But I, but I did get a good dose of nostalgia from the visuals and just like mm -hmm. seeing that the Master Chief realized as a, in the real world was mm -hmm. exciting for me. I did enjoy that. I think that this, the story for this episode really didn't get interesting till like the end. Yeah. And I think that some of it is sort of from like that, that fan service that you say that they kind of got out of the way. So I'm kind of interested. I haven't watched the second episode of the show yet, right. so I'm interested to see where it goes. So no, I'm might be setting myself up for disappointment, but I'm prepared for that. Welcome to TV. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I was super surprised about the helmet coming oh, off. That's a great point, actually. We had a debate whether to sin that or do a sin removal because it was such a ballsy move, um, and we ended up sinning it just out of bitterness for how long it. It took in the real world and then, sorry, in the video game world mm -hmm. and then how quickly they did it now. But the, the logic I came to with that was basically they didn't have a choice. Like with Mandalorian, so many masked things out there that rely on that. I, there's probably a choice to not do that in this show as well. I feel like there's like been like a long argument in terms of like films and whatnot about like lead characters and like having to show like their face. And for a long time, like movies and stuff like wouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. So I remember when um, the second Dread 
uh, film came mm. out, like it was really unique. Like he didn't take his helmet off the entire time. But like now, like you do have like the Mandalorian and stuff. I guess it doesn't feel as special, but it it is kind of odd that there's still like that question of will they or won't they take this helmet off? Like mm-hmm. there's like a weird weight behind that. Yeah, I don't sure. know how I feel about it either. I I think I would have struggled with like a sin removal or sin it as well. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things. But um, I do like I like that actor. I, I forget what else I've seen him in. Um, Pablo Schreiber. Schreiber. Mm, yeah, Schreiber. Yeah. So I and I I didn't know anything about the show going in, so I, it was I was like, oh, it, it's him. Like, I know uh, this guy. That was kind of a cool. Yeah, yeah. And you never would have had that experience if they left the helmet on. See, that's mm-hmm. the thing. Or if they put it in the <laughs> damn trailer, like Marvel would have done. <laughs> that's right. You know, Marvel would have put the helmet removal in the trailer. Uh huh. Of course. Yeah. Totally. There was a lot of forced that kind of conversations. I felt. Uh, you definitely send when like he comes into the room to like use that scanning machine or whatever mm-hmm. and it's just like why is this in the same room as you're keeping like your captive yeah because plot <laughs> there was yeah. a lot of that uh the big thing that, that i completely agree with was the big machine gun like the mounted gun doesn't, oh. doesn't really work against the covenant until master chief uses it which when i was watching it i was, was just like oh it's just it's kind of foolish it's having I mean, your it cake and eating cool. it too. Yeah, because yeah. one of the big things from the video game is that you can do that and it will go from an over-the-shoulder view to full-on third-person view and you mm-hmm. will you carry it around and you mow people down. But they have to have the weapon there, but it can't be used too soon or else the Covenant don't get very far and you don't need the Spartan. Right. Yeah, it, it could have been done better. Yeah, Like undercut itself. Yeah, completely. All right, let's move into Invincible. Mm. You look kind of dead. <laughs> is the name of the episode. I thought you were just saying that to one of us. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the title of the episode. <laughs> yeah, I feel it. Uh, this was a Cardoso Hughes script. So Daniel and Danae writing on this one. So Daniel, we start with uh, the writers. Uh, what's some thoughts on the episode, the behind the scenes of thinking about it, putting it together? Um, what was your experience like with this one? It wasn't my favorite episode but it felt like a sort of appropriate follow-up to the previous episode where he is essentially almost dies and i felt like it made sense for the character to kind of take a want to take a step back because like it kind of became real for him i i don't know how much i i didn't really like the we're going to go off to college for the weekend sort of departure but that that's it's just purely opinion i think that is a is a pretty good episode I always struggle with like not finding things wrong, but like being critical of the show mm-hmm. just because I like sure. it so much. His relationship is kind of uh, with Amber. It is annoying a little bit for some reason for me. Um, uh, that's how I came up with that whole the whole skippable like uh, title mm-hmm. card idea. Yeah. Just because I was like, uh, we need something to really throw some emphasis on this on the mm-hmm. <laughs> on the mm-hmm. skip so for the show. So yeah, I, I was just trying to have a lot of fun with it that's like where that first uh sin came out where uh it's just like everyone from the previously on like saying something but like sort of referencing themselves as the most important part of it that was so great like... i love that it's such a new way to start off uh, an episode mm-hmm. as in a, of the sins video and there's like, every one of these assholes in the previously on being all me 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 except rex because like he is <laughs> like the, the he is the asshole of the show but he's he's <laughs> He's actually <laughs> referencing somebody else. The irony. Mm-hmm. I love that the Mahler twins, we did the, because he's just like clone and it's sort of like, it, it is referencing him, but it's not because he's referencing the other one, but like they're the same person. With the uh, college, I loved, well, uh, two of them, 
you feel gross, so you're taking a shower in a college dorm to feel cleaner. Because <laughs> <laughs> that one just hit close to home. Mm-hmm. So I think we <laughs> some experiences with that. And then, yeah, where Mark completes all his activities in the quad, and he's like, I'm going to go to this college now. And then I love the addition of just like, at least vet the cafeteria. You don't know when your only choice is going to be a compressed chicken patty you know, <laughs> in, a, in a milk machine that's never been clean. Yeah. It's because it, it, yeah, it was a fun way to poke fun at his, uh, his logic there. I can't imagine scoping out colleges and not like eating at the cafeteria and at least understanding what your yeah. options are going to be when you eat. Crazy. It's like such a huge part of your life. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Uh, Ian, what about you? Some <clears throat> thoughts? Um, yeah, loved, um, Still love the show. It's so so good. But you're right about the the well, what's her name? What's the love interest? Amber. Amber. It's the least imaginative part of the show, and I think that's the problem. For something that's so original and doing something so different, that still manages to feel tropey and and a little bit naff. Um, and I was going to ask who did the yeah. skippable thing because that's so fun, and I think the the editors did a great job of imagining that as well. Um, that's so fun, skippable. Um, in terms of the sins that uninspired yet framed original artwork, (laughs) sigh, but brilliant at the same time. Um, I love it. Who noticed the positions of the characters as they were running away and that they moved in order to run into the danger so that they could run out of the danger (laughs) in the next frame. Yeah. Because it was just like an animation thing. Like they were Mm. creating like a dynamic scene, but the way they did it was like, they showed like people running away. And then, like, people replacing the people running away. <laughs> so it's like they had to run, like, towards Into the problem the to then run away from the problem. It's so great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's so, so funny. Um, and <laughs> just because I'm a child, going the when... Like going into the sewers, but not texting any of your friends that this is what you're doing. Like going low, bro. This place smells like burp, but not the good kind. Lol. Um, I, I had down, on like, I, whose warped brain so is great. that from? Because <laughs> I have questions about the good kind of butt uh, yeah, sometimes, smell. Sometimes, so. Yeah, sometimes it's a good place to be. All you never right, know. All right. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I cannot take, I cannot claim. I uh, cannot claim that one for myself. Okay. I thought that it was hilarious, and I would have taken credit for it. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, you mentioned the orange, uh, original, original artwork. It was so funny because I had like conversations about how to pronounce yeah. that pun and that word. And I just remember, I think one of them was like, should I say it this way or this way? And Daniel, I think it was you, was like, I don't even understand how you could say it that way. So say it <laughs> this way. <laughs> All right, That's fair. Great. All right. You know, yeah. I don't think yeah, it's it humanly was... possible to say the word you think you're going to say. Yep. <laughs> it was a deeply academic conversation about language. Like we yes. were having phonics. Yes. How do they work? Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, Invincible uh, turned out to be a really fun surprise for me. I've talked to, about it before. Really tired of like the oh superheroes, but we're gonna be really adults and yeah. do all the swears and the nudes. Swears <laughs> uh, <laughs> and nudes. But uh, well, actually, I don't know that there's a lot of nudity in, in Invincible no. now that I mention it. That's more the boys, but um, but yeah, just kind of more adult content superhero stuff. But then this show uh came to me in like five episodes, and I'm like. Nope, I'm sold. This mm-hmm. is and it's because of the story. Like you said, the the story is is really interesting. Yeah. Um to me. Uh as far as the specific video, uh I really enjoyed I see your kids and raise you in overprotective parents with outdated expectations. <laughs> uh, nice. So I enjoyed that. 
Um, and then, and then, yes, the other one I did want to mention was the going, uh, going low, bro. Smells like butt. Um, was really funny. So great. All right, let's move into cinema sins. We'll kick it off with Spider Man: No Way Home. Uh, this was an Atkinson Whittington script. Heck yeah, Chris and Ian writing on Spider Man: No Way Home. Ian, what was that experience like? Oh man, it is fun to do the big movies um yeah it's awesome when you see the schedule and you're like oh i'm being entrusted with a marvel property mm-hmm. um yeah. so there's always the pressure of Where, whereas with tv sins you see the schedule and you're like oh another marvel property <laughs> kind of <laughs> like we're gonna have to do six hours of this uh-huh. and yes. um yeah so 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 much fun and there, there is pressure to get it right because we we know that this video is going to get some attention and it's going to be in the in the popular consciousness mm-hmm. it's going to be watched um to to jump to the end my favorite part of releasing the video is that the comments are mainly positive <laughs> oh my goodness like there's some stick about venom that we'll get to later but um the sin removals were hotly debated um jonathan i don't like fun watkins um <laughs> it was just like really you're giving sin removals here and i think he's still um, still in the live chat, which you can you can join in on the live chat if you join our Patreon Sin Club. Um, <laughs> that was a really great promo, Ian. <laughs> Thank you. The Seamless. members are just flooding in right now. Seamless. What? For three dollars a week? I you can, can do watch that. us. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, he was just like, I can't believe you want to do a sin removal here, whatever. Um <laughs> by the way, month, not week. Three dollars a month, month, not a week. A yeah. month, yeah. It's worth three dollars a week. Sin Club. Um but anyway, the sin removal was really happy. I think we had to do it where the, the scene where Garfield catches MJ, it is so powerful. It's so huge. And the way, like, nobody cries like Garfield. Like, he is, he is so just in that moment. It's mm-hmm. so, so great. And I just realized we're talking spoilers. Is it too... We do it. No, no, no. People know when we talk about the content in the videos... Yeah. It's going to be spoilers. Spoilers, duh, uh-huh. is like the, the credence. Now, if you're going to spoil something that is not on the agenda, yes. this is why we give timestamps. So if somebody hasn't seen mm-hmm. Spider-Man No Way Home and they want to avoid spoilers, they can just... Yeah, they can just... Skippable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Um, but no, so it was... Getting deep into this one is tricky because this is Marvel playing in the multiverse and that opens themselves up was so much sinning and the single biggest thing that i really wanted to go after was how do they know which versions of these people they are talking to Mm. so it makes sense for us because we've seen the amazing spider-man and the original spider-man films but it doesn't necessarily mean that this version of norman osborne this version of lizard man is the version that you've interacted with there is no way of knowing that we know that there are hundreds of hundreds of different universes so how do they have the same resolution? How are they going to be sent back to the same moment? It's the the the, the story itself, by definition, has to be a bit contrived in order to work. Um, the sad bit of sending the video is that it took it took the film down in my estimation. I came mm-hmm. out of this video, this film, so hot on it and so mm-hmm. happy, and I think so much of that was the three Spider Man ness of it and how I still think that was handled really well and so so much fun, but. The rest of the movie didn't hold up once I started dissecting it with, yeah. with, um, with a fine sin comb. Um, but yeah, I think overall we pulled together the, the big points. Um, and yeah, we'll get into the Venom thing in, in the comments section. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, hmm. It's interesting, right? Because I, 
I'm coming from, we are recording this the day after I've seen Doctor Strange and mm-hmm. Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to spoil anything about Doctor Strange at all. I'm not even really going get to get into my thoughts about Doctor Strange other than... The tone of his voice. Other than you can read me by the tone <laughs> of my voice. and But that is in reference mostly to what I'm about to talk about, which is I don't know that it was a good idea to do the whole multiverse thing. I think it's really messing up some of the things I loved about Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, continue to love, but love less now because of the multiverse thing. And... What's really interesting about the Spider-Man movie is that it's not really doing multiverse stuff. It says it is, and you can take it that way, mm-hmm. but it's really doing time travel stuff. It's yeah. like conceptually, the stuff that's happening in Spider-Man is time travel concept stuff. It's not multiverse stuff. It's about characters that we know from this story coming to a different part of this story. Yeah. And, and having a, a different and getting a second chance yeah. in a different experience. We've seen this Wait, kind of what? <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't I don't understand anything about Spider-Man all of a sudden. <laughs> how, is it, how is it time travel? Because it's the... not. It's not foundationally according to the rules of the movie. I'm saying conceptually the 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 things they're doing are more time travel concepts than they are multiverse concepts. Because all We're the not... bad guys are getting pulled out of different moments in time, not where that, they are right now correct correct yes that they've now the multiverse part is the fact that like the sony version mm. is the multiverse right like you know toby is the multiverse version andrew is the multiverse version like that, i'm not saying that stuff's not there i'm just saying the concepts they're playing with within those three characters are time travel concepts um not necessarily multiverse mm-hmm. concepts whereas dr strange is very much a multiverse movie so yeah. it's it's interesting for me to kind of look at this and go, okay, um, how, it, well, and, and again, the, the brain buster of the fact that Doctor Strange was supposed to come before this movie. I don't know how and that happened. they flip-flopped them. Like, I, you know, I want that documentary. I want mm. to know how all that went down. But for me, I, I think of Spider-Man differently now after having seen Doctor Strange because of the way it's impacting my mm-hmm. idea of how Marvel is intending to use uh, the multiverse. But I still enjoyed the movie. I think the three Spider-Man stuff is amazing. I love Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire coming back. Um, and I had a good time uh, with the movie. But I think everything you guys in, uh in it is great. I love that after they're like, you know, all everybody that knew Spider-Man is being brought into this world. And then the sin is just, except for James Franco, he's uh, unavailable. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just so good. So good. Uh, you know, the, the sin that was like, no, what you actually said wasn't them playing, but Peter, I swear, I don't, I don't hear it from you. I'm pressing the button. Um, and then the line now, not only has that ship sailed, it's also towing the funeral barge carrying Aunt May's dead remains. (laughs) It's like so dark and brutal. I tried to offend Chris twice per script. Um, Uh and I managed it with that one. And the other one was Garfield saying, um, I yeah, I wanted to carry on being in the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man because it's what Gwen would have mm-hmm. wanted and, and the Cindy. Yeah. Eh, I think what she actually would have wanted was a shot at that scholarship to Oxford. Yeah. For some reason that got him. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um the the other one uh that I just I know Ian wrote this one. Um by saying it we can make it happen with no practice whatsoever. It's how <laughs> the New York Mets won in nineteen eighty six. Yeah, that was me, sports uh, to- ball. Totally a, a sports ball sin. You know it has to be uh Ian. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I just love that for the reference. Um 
Do Ned and MJ constantly ask themselves why they were at the Statue of <laughs> Liberty the night three Spider-Men attacked villains from different universes? It's insane. Uh, we know it still happened because J. Jonah Jameson was yelling about it earlier. Speaking of which, does anybody ask themselves why three Spider-Men were at the Statue of Liberty? You cannot tell me that you have wrestled through the consequences and ramifications of Spider-Man being Peter Parker, being erased from everybody's memory. You cannot tell me that that makes sense. The, no. the, I mean, you can tell me. I don't believe you. <clears throat> no. I don't believe you've, you've actually thought through all the, the ramifications. No. Happy Aunt May, Tony, Endgame, eh, nothing There's no possible now. way the no. idea that that can be split out into its own category and not how it's interconnected into so many different memories and things. Like, the, you cannot pull that out and erase it. It's just, it's impossible. And it's, to me, the weakest part, plot-wise, of the movie or, or I should say the most convenient part plot-wise of the movie is asking us to suspend our disbelief for that. I think that is the, to me, the main thing in a movie about multiverses. Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> That's the bit where my suspension cannot be. That's the bit be... where I'm just like, no. Yeah. No. My disbelief cannot be suspended. Yeah. I don't care what spell that is. It's not about a spell. It's about the fact that the, the actual real-life consequences you want are impossible, theoretically and logically. Um, so, yeah. I like what they're doing with it. I like thematically where it goes, but it's just not possible. Absolutely get what, you, what you're saying about that. And um, I feel like whenever like stuff like that happens, when like people's interactions with reality are like ripped away from them and like science fiction and whatnot, there's usually like psychological consequences. I don't know if they're going to go there, but that would be kind of interesting mm -hmm. for a Spider-Man arc where like people have problems accepting reality because a part of it has been erased from their minds. And there's yeah. sort of like a gap. It's like oh, a man. dark like, psychological thriller like, in there somewhere. Welcome to being the public, watching Marvel movies now. That's essentially what we are going to be going through, because nothing will matter. Yeah, yeah. Yep. True. Uh Ian, some thoughts. I'm sorry. Daniel, some thoughts. <laughs> I'll give you my thoughts again if you want. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's keep going. Keep going. Uh, yeah, I thought, I thought it was a good, fun, entertaining movie. I enjoyed the performances a lot. I, like, I really enjoyed all the Spider-Men I enjoyed. I enjoyed the villains. They felt like they, like they, they brought it. Didn't really feel like anyone kind of phoned in their, uh, their, their, their performance. Foe was and, great in particular. Yeah, I think he, he, he came to play. Yeah, like, he really did. Yeah. He loves it. No, he was incredible. There was sort of this believableness to him. Like even though you feel like there's like a turn or something coming, but it's like there's this sort of genuineness, like in in his in like his eyes and the, like the way. He's talking. It's like yeah, I I know exactly who this character is, and I'm full. Um, I did the biggest thing I didn't like was just how the film used Doctor Strange. It almost felt like Doctor Strange was a MacGuffin. Is only there to cause things to happen, and what his his character is experiencing doesn't seem to matter. Mm. I feel like they've the franchise has kind of used has kind of done that to Doctor Strange a little bit throughout the the movies. It was almost like a tonal thing, like with him, where it's like I don't understand where he's coming from anymore considering all the experiences that he's had yeah so i like i couldn't get i couldn't get into that because i was just like what like what is the what is the point of you right now dr strange mm. um he but, kicks it off disappears and then resolves it and it's inexplicable that he has to disappear like how is he trapped in wherever he's trapped for the entire movie it mm -hmm. is it baffling to me yeah i mean there is an easy doctor strange spider-man team up that like is, is is like right there but like they just do, just don't do it it's like 
oh no, Spider-Man, you need to solve this. I'm going to go, I don't know, if he was watching a movie or microwaving. <laughs> Hanging out in the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Well, yeah. So those are my issues. I feel like there's a lot of holes in, in my uh, opinion there. So and people will tear that apart. But well, I, that's how I feel. I, I, again, it could be a result of switching the order of the movies, too. My, my guess is, especially after having seen Doctor Strange last night, that he was a much more active participant in what happens in this movie uh, in bringing people together. But because the whole multiverse angle in his life hasn't happened yet that we, mm -hmm. you know, we'll see in the Doctor Strange movie, he can't have that knowledge and understanding that I think he was supposed to have in this movie. Mm -hmm. um, and so he becomes more of just like almost a uh, an aside um, to something that's just happening instead of being purposeful. And in that vein, the, uh, the one of the things I liked was just was just like all the ones where he was like casting the spell more was just like okay but you can stop casting the spell and have a conversation first yeah <laughs> yeah he can it just he was just like no i'm doing this i'm doing this and i'm doing it right now yeah. i don't i don't care what's happening and then Crazy. there's the uh the electronic the, oh you said the fabricator is literally an electronic superhero and that was so true Mm -hmm. I thought that that was super funny. This thing just appears and we'll probably never see the damn thing again. All right. I think that'll wrap us up with Spider-Man No Way Home. Great work. Great script. Thank you, sir. Fun stuff. Uh, let's move on to the Peanuts movie. Uh, this is a Cardoso Hughes script. So Daniel and Danae writing on this one. Daniel, you were one of the writers, so kick us off. Some thoughts on the Peanuts movie and your experience uh, doing the video and some of the stuff you like. Yeah, I, I, thought it, uh, I thought it hit all the Charlie Brown beats. Like, it was very much a true to form charlie brown movie the i thought the animation was really good like they they went from a 2d world into this like 3d world it managed to to sort of keep keep itself and not become something strange and bizarre like it could have been i think that that being said i don't i tired quickly of charlie brown as a character mm -hmm. <laughs> his, his his woe is me attitude mm. gets a bit tiresome and then like the uh the b plot of um snoopy's uh war novel i didn't like it just because i it, it just <laughs> it just turned a war book in like a war story into a romance which i know it's it's peanuts and this, um, this isn't going to be like dunkirk but <laughs> <laughs> it could have <laughs> been i wanted it to go great. full dunkirk yeah. yeah that's what i wanted um so it was yeah it was it was a it was a, a fun movie to a fun animated film to watch and uh, it wasn't it wasn't terrible to look at over and over again. I for, uh, I completely forgot what the lead-in was. Oh, it was like they did like a what's it called uh, an assembly for Charlie Brown, or they came with a loudspeaker and mm -hmm. the and the sin is just like, oh, just fuck off with that nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> what school has ever been that excited about uh, a child getting a uh, any score on a standardized test? Yeah, all the kids are super excited about it. Yeah, and then um, biggest issue that I it was an issue I had with the film, but I think that this was great. In uh, uh, Danae wrote this one, and is just like the reality is that Charlie Brown should already be feeling pretty great for having a long-standing friendship with a kid like Linus. Uh, so many characters seem to have conditional love for Chuck, but Linus is there at every turn, and the movie should amplify that relationship rather than the hollow pursuit of finding your value in a crush that has only spoken a few words to you. And I just thought that like. It reminded me that this that this is a, like a kids movie, and there should be some like I mean, there's supposed to be a lesson in there, and like that's like that's like the biggest lesson that that they could have put into the movie, and they just didn't put it in. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that 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 upset me a little bit. And <laughs> I was glad that Denny pointed out because I kind of I kind of missed it because as as an adult, like I'm just hating on Charlie Brown a little bit for for my <laughs> from my perspective. But mm-hmm. it's like when you bring it back to like it being a kids movie, like it it what what are we teaching them? That Pretty fucked up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ian, some thoughts. So this is um, an area of pop culture that just flew by me. Um, <clears throat> never really had a connection to Charlie Brown, Snoopy, other than seeing it on merchandise and stuff. I mm-hmm. don't think I've watched a single second since this, uh, other than the Sins video. Um, is it always this kind of <laughs> like just morally ambiguous and <laughs> focusing <laughs> on finding a girl yeah. and romance like no. i thought the idea with, with cartoon strips like this is to make a bit of a commentary on something but the com- this movie seems like lowest common denominator almost no the commentary of the peanuts has always been for charles schultz i think the nostalgia of childhood and the things we were focused on in childhood mm-hmm. and those emotions um so for him there's a real thing of the Charlie Brown character being a sad sack, you know, just mm-hmm. being like he he feel. I think he identifies most with Charlie Brown, just going through childhood and feeling like you failed at everything. Yeah, you, you never you didn't understand relationships. You didn't know how they worked. You you know you didn't. Um, everybody else, you know, other people seem to have it together in different ways, and mm-hmm. you just were. The, so I think that's kind of his perspective the the Snoopy angle of everything was like this different world he would go into where. It would be more like um, it was almost the, ver- the the when he wanted to, to do more. Um, it, this this is not how it, I mean it, but um, the like adult mm-hmm. side of things, he would kind of go into the Snoopy and Woodstock uh, thing, which was really interesting um, because adults are not a part of this world. They literally do yeah, not. They, they just go gobble gobble gobble. Right, exactly. Because as a child, that's kind of who adults were. They were the yeah. gobble gobble, you know, the garble garbles, you know, of your life um so yeah it's it's really that's where it comes from so i think that is here as much as it is in the comics and the tv specials and and those kind of things so i did think it looked gorgeous though the animation is really beautiful and they do play with it a lot and go into two-dimensional and scribbles and whatnot and yeah uh, it's a really pretty movie movie to watch um um on the difficulty scale daniel do you do you prefer sinning animation or do you find that more difficult because it's so abstract? What's your What's your opinion on on the different formats of movies? That's a, I've honestly never thought of it. Uh, I don't find it. I don't find it super difficult because um, you just focus on like the 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 internal logic of like the world mm, exactly a, a yeah. bit more, um, and there's less of that uh, um, temptation to like uh, to worry a little bit, like about like realism at mm. like at all. Like there's no, you don't like well, this will, this is kind of absurd. This character does it, but it's like, it's, it's all, it's all drawing. So, you know, it's, yeah. the, the whole, the whole bit is, a, the whole thing's a bit absurd. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I don't think that, I think that it actually puts a bit kind of puts things in more of a box. So it's like, you kind of can, can uh, pinpoint things a, a little bit easier actually, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. That's it. I think, I think kind of similarly about it. It's like, I remember sitting in the Suicide Squad movie and, there's some of the they survive this that you have to ignore and then there's some that still stands true because like yeah you chose to draw them surviving that ridiculous thing though mm-hmm. uh in terms of the sins um i love smashing the alarm clocks like sure this works but only once <laughs> like it's why have it if you're going to destroy it the next morning um <laughs> woodstock is one of the founding members of the prometheus school of flapping away from things mm-hmm. is just so adorable as he's trying to escape the red baron 
um, and is even more sinful on a three-dimensional arena where you can go up and down as well as left to right. <laughs> yep. It's amazing. Um, and of course, you bake cupcakes his words that hard. Just mm-hmm. super trolly. I love it. Uh, I really love this movie. In fact, I was just looking at my uh, 2015 rankings, and I had this movie 16 on the year. Oh, wow. My 16th uh, favorite movie of the year, um, just behind uh, The Big Short and just ahead of Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, it is uh, one of my favorites. I think it is a little bit of the Paddington effect, too. There's something so interestingly wholesome about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it's just like I give in to kind of that nostalgia of childhood uh, thing a little bit. I, I, and I know these characters through the TV specials mainly growing up, and so like I have a deep connection to them. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite sinning experiences is sinning uh, uh, the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown special. Um, it was really fun and, and enjoyed that quite a bit. Um, but yeah, so I, I really enjoy the Peanuts universe and uh, enjoyed what you guys did with it. I thought it was really fun. Um, can just feel the hatred of Owl City's fireflies oh in that one sin from today. Yeah, and, and that like, was a much longer sin to begin uh, with, but she cut it down. I love it. I love that there's, that we use this as catharsis when mm-hmm. it's appropriate. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I could feel that going... Um, going in there uh i really enjoyed the that finally uh schroeder's piano uh it finally gets sinned like there's no <laughs> way that schroeder's piano sounds that good yeah. uh, something i've thought uh before um i did put schroeder in a box one time and i didn't know if he was playing the piano or not mm-hmm. um that mm-hmm. would be uh i'll get you a dinger that would that would be schrodinger schroeder um so yes uh i did enjoy that one um i never want to know the pain of peanuts snow um was hilarious to me the idea that the snow is doing these traumatic things and i think there was something in there uh about one of the characters dying because they got thrown into the snow later on uh which made me laugh quite a bit uh wearing sandals that aren't sized correctly which leaves the little toe beans hanging off the front adorable uh yeah amazing stuff well done guys very well done um all right let's move into the comment section enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at betmgm sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with betmgm you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with betmgm at your fingertips every play and every game matters more than ever place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. 
Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're each going to pick a comment from last week's content from the various places that you reach out. Discord, YouTube, Reddit, etc. Ian, what is your comment for the week? Uh, So this is from the Peanuts movie um, from Levi Ackerman. Um, Absolutely has nothing to do with Cinema Sins or anything. Um, just a person that I feel a kindred spirit with. Mm-hmm. I fell asleep during this movie in theatres. <laughs> it's not like it was boring. It was just that I got less than two hours of sleep. And my dad wanted someone to go with my sister when she saw uh-huh. it. I feel your pain, my dude. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes yeah. it has no bearing on the quality of the movie. Sometimes y'all just sleepy. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, I'll go next. I did want to mention um, the... Uh, there was somebody in the, the comments asking about the delivery of the hammer uh, sin. Uh, oh, interesting. Hammer! Hammer! Uh, and uh, that is an inside joke, and an inside joke that's becoming more of an outside joke. Yeah, huh? Uh, it comes from a character that Danae plays uh, in Wild RP, which is an online role-playing experience where she plays a character, and uh, that character um bludgeoned a small animal with a hammer mm-hmm. accidentally uh, yeah. sure uh-huh sure accidentally <laughs> yeah. i know that character yeah once you know that character you, you begin to wonder but anyways uh that that is a take on that if you're mm-hmm. wondering where that came from and i'd highly recommend going checking out uh uh Danae's wild rp streams mm-hmm. uh on twitch funny stuff yeah that's a lot of fun it'll change your perspective uh but my other comment was from somebody um who just I don't even remember what this was from. It was a discussion on Blades. I think it was Invincible uh, was it from. But just going into depth about the difference between dull and sharp blades. Uh, dull versus sharp relating to the ability to repair the wound is important. Sharp blades cut cleanly, making it easier to stitch up and making the wound itself more susceptible to healing with less scar tissue. A dull blade tends to tear more than cut, leaving a more ragged wound that won't heal as quickly. And then the responses to that comment, uh, just detailing other types of blades that make it impossible uh, to repair and heal. Wow. And just, just a real darkness uh, yeah. involved in knowing that information. Yikes. I felt a kindred spirit if someone has to research <clears throat> stuff like that yeah, when huh? we do our sins. Uh, so I wanted to mention that. Uh, Daniel, what about you? This one from the Peanuts uh, video. Um, do we usually mention who? You can, the yeah, if it's easily yeah. pronoun- pronounceable. <laughs> it's from uh, Latoya Cheetah, and I love this comment just because it was so enthusiastic and appreciative. And um, it's going to do my best to fully uh, express the comment. And it just starts off with, ah. <laughs> One of my favorite films ever has been bestowed the ultimate privilege of being shat upon by cinemas. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I just love that beginning. <laughs> and it says, uh, fun fact, my twin sister and I were born on the anniversary of the first ever published penis comic strip, October 2nd, 1950. We oh, were nice. born October 2nd, 2001. We we're huge peanut fans and our most favorite fandom ever. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, it was just, uh, yeah, it, I... Sometimes you, especially with the animated films, I'm not trying to hurt anyone. Yes. When, when I'm saying it, exactly. And it was nice to hear that someone that someone just appreciates what we bring to the table, taking it in the spirit that it's intended. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move into nitpicking the nitpickers of the nitpickers. But we wouldn't want to nitpick 
Right, Danny? Pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little, cheap, 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 talk a lot, pick a little more. Um, actually... Oops. What do you mean, oops? Missed it by that much. Am I just going to nitpick everyone until they leave me? Ian will take a look at some, um, actuallys from the comments, and we decide together if the commenter was green, yellow, or red. Uh, Ian, bring it. Mm. What are some of the commenters' problems with our problems? So, this I think is an easy green, as in it is correct, we were wrong. Um, we seen Tom Hardy being in, or Venom being in, uh, no way home in the post credit scene and we're like well how does he know because his version doesn't know spider-man mm -hmm. now in the the post credit scene for venom he the the venom explains that because of symbionts and nonsense mm -hmm. that every venom knows that every spider-man is peter yeah. parker which yeah yeah we made a boo-boo um but i've got two two little defenses to it one of <laughs> go for it go, just a little bit <laughs> can't can't let it go no one of them is i guess technically shouldn't have pulled all of the venoms in and not necessarily all of the mm -hmm. the topher graces and the tom hardys right. and whatnot maybe right. my second defense is chris wrote that sin <laughs> wow the very first throw him under the bus uh yeah. he did it um i could have caught it but he's my boss <laughs> yeah no what Ian's saying is i i totally agree i knew it i tried to explain it but you know at the end of the day chris you if know he's he, gonna put he us has, in, in he's he has final control he's gonna put us in listen in. guys i tried i tried i really really tried uh, uh, that's, an easy, that's an easy one the next one i've got is probably a little bit more debate and i'm glad daniel's here for it uh it's from invincible and it's criticizing um mr invincible for the bruises that are on his face, even though the stomach mm, on his stomach yeah, has I been healed, talk about which is this one. fascinating. Yeah. And the commenter says, um, I will say that he actually heals fast. Bruises are just blood trapped under the surface of the skin. It is completely possible that he is 100% healed and still has bruises. I guess that works on your definition of healed, because bruises disappear over time. Is that a process that would be accelerated as well and i guess that's if injuries are linked to metabolism does he metabolize injuries quicker do would the stomach still heal quicker and the bruises still be left over which is it's an interesting point to bring up i hadn't thought of it daniel what do you think i'm not a doctor <laughs> that. i okay. just but, pretend to write uh, like one i didn't i didn't write that one actually so i'm gonna throw denae under the bus so nice, <laughs> <Danae wrote> it. <laughs> um, anyway but i but i agree with this in because uh, I think that there is, well, at least within the logic of all of these like superheroes and the way their powers and their healing and whatnot, I feel like there is like a temporal component to that. So it's sort of like speeding up the timeline of healing. So I feel like the reduction of a bruise should probably follow the same arc as uh, you or I experiencing an injury. So like I feel like the timelines of, of everything, including the bruising, should be uh, quicker. It should be faster. Mm-hmm. I agree with yeah, uh, I think so as well. with with Daniel. I I I I may go just barely yellow on this, but mostly red. Um, I I think the sin stands. I bruising is absolutely part of the healing process, mm -hmm. even though it is you know um, technically you know remnants. If I, as a normal person, am injured and my bruising takes you know two weeks to go away. Um, then it should take whatever percentage mm -hmm. less for it to go away for somebody whose body is work, you know, yeah. able to take care of it um, immediately. Otherwise, you start getting into the specifics of healing and what that means. And you could start to talk about all sorts of stuff that aren't specifically healing, mm. but that have to change in the body 
to recover. Yeah. Right. Like head and, growth or nail growth or something like that. Yeah. Well, you could talk about having a head cold or something yeah. like that and how that's different than actually healing when you're, you know, dealing with, you know, leftover phlegm or whatever it might be yeah. in the system, you know, so it's just there. My understanding of healing powers is that it, it, um, it speeds up that process so much that the body does not have to feel the ramifications mm -hmm. of it. Now, invincibility is different than healing too. So those are, those are two separate possibilities. Um, in something I think the show has never really helped us understand is he's not really invincible, no. but they if call you, him invincible. But if he were invincible, he wouldn't bruise at all. No, he wouldn't. They wouldn't be worried about operating on him because right. he can't die. Right. So, yeah. So I do often wonder about, if he's not invincible, maybe his superpower is just super healing, mm -hmm. super fast healing, and that's fine, and just call him invincible because of that. But if that's the case, then there's all sorts of things you could do that can't be healed to him. Yeah. It seems like it's more than that. It seems like he's withstanding force, you know, not just mm -hmm. healing quickly. Mm -hmm. um, so, so, yeah, I think those things could be clearer about that character yeah. in general. Nice. That was all for this week. All right. There you go. Uh, we're going to do a new segment for our final segment this week. Uh, this one is called Use the Boss. <laughs> Who's in charge here? I'm in charge. You're the boss, boss. You think you could do these things, but you can't, Nemo! You're a control freak. Hey, who put you in charge? You're the boss. It's your turn to tell us what to do. Got something you want us to do or try? Email your idea to bts at cinemasins.com and see if we're dumb enough to do it. Spoiler alert, we are. Uh, so this Use the Boss, by the way, I, I, I workshopped in my brain a couple uh, different puns mm -hmm. for this. One that I almost went was uh, Hugo Boss instead of Hugo Boss. <laughs> Hugo Boss. So if we like that better, we can go Hugo with boss. Hugo Boss. I mean, um, don't but... start sending me cologne and stuff. <laughs> uh, so yes, Ian is our guinea pig this week. The idea this week comes from Nick, who says that Ian needs to try peeps. Uh, now, other members of the BTS team uh, have encouraged him never to try a peep uh, because they are that terrible. Um, so, but yes, so he was sent a box of peeps. I was. I have been sent a box of peeps. Now, can you explain what peeps are for the English among us? <laughs> sure. While I unbox them. Pe peeps are I a... I don't know what they are either. Or oh, some sort... Daniel doesn't I mean, know. I know. I know what oh. they... I know they exist. I don't know Nobody what knows what they, they are. are. Oh, right. Oh. Nobody understands okay. peeps. Yeah. Uh, so... Peeps are some sort of marshmallow-based uh, Easter candy that are covered in some sort of, I'm going to say, uh, rust, sand, and maybe rust. a little sugar. <laughs> Insane. That's uh, no, no, no. It's instructions. <laughs> Ingredients. So, uh, so, yeah, Ian, describe for the listeners. I know people <clears throat> who are watching us, uh, mm -hmm. our members who are watching, can see. But describe for the listeners what you've been sent. Okay, so I've been sent... Um, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 peeps. I have five boxes of peeps. I have green, yellow, uh, purple-ish, blue, and pink. And I don't um, think they're different flavors. I just think they're different <laughs> really? colors. I don't think. That's amazing. I mean, uh, there are flavored peeps, but I don't see any flavors listed on those. No, so they all look like chicks. Um, Soft, yummy peeps brand marshmallow chicks are perfect for Easter basket. Um, the instructions just say do not consume. Um, <laughs> it's like it's like the Q-tip. It's like yes. don't put this in your ear. If you can feel brain, don't exactly. Um, 
Sugar corn syrup gelatin contains less than 0.5% of the following. Potassium sorbet, uh, natural flavors, uh, tartrazine, blue number one, yellow number five. <laughs> That's not a thing. That's not a thing. Um, and can can carnauba wax. Uh, oh, but luckily they're gluten free. Thank goodness. Oh, nice. Um, nice. 100. Is that what you do with like uh, you wax a car? Um, well, now I don't want to eat this. Now, <laughs> interestingly, there are 10 peeps, and it says, oh, right, okay, two and a half servings per container, 110 calories per two and a half chicks. <laughs> right, what color am I trying? Uh, well, yellow is the classic, so maybe we should do a classic peep. Uh, okay. And I will say, uh, I will just repeat my theory that if your candy has to be tied to a holiday, you have a bad candy. Oh, because if super you, seasonal. If, if your candy is seasonal, it's not good enough that people want it year-round. Um, and so that mm -hmm. is, I believe, the case with Peeps as well. So Ian uh, is ready to... I've now I've opened the box. Um, they moved as one. Oh, my goodness. They feel ridiculous. Yes. So... That is some... Right, okay. The craftsmanship is very poor. <laughs> like, that is... <laughs> That is a that is a chip that has been through a blender and has been driven into a wall. This is like a stu the eyes aren't even on properly. Um, mm -hmm. I shall now consume. Okay, Ian has. Oh, he has consumed an entire peep. Well, I mean, people generally take a bite, but yeah, you no, know, the entire peep is fine. What are you experiencing? Mm. Oh, so um, marshmallowy. It's very much um, a marshmallow. Yes. Okay, so. It's very grainy uh -huh, as well. Uh -huh. I can feel it in my teeth. Yes, it's been dipped in. It's been dipped in Tatooine. Um, yeah, <laughs> I am salivating so much because <laughs> my mouth is like we got to process this really quickly before it gets to the stomach. Uh -huh. We need to have this dissolved. Um, very mm -hmm. sugary. Um, our closest equivalent would be something called a flump. A flump, which okay. is a brand of marshmallow. Um, okay. Very similar to flumps, but less sugary. Um, Flumps are less sugary, or peeps flumps are less sugary. Okay. They don't have that grainy thing on the outside. Uh -huh. um, I think I like it. Okay, I feel bad about what's in my body right now. <laughs> like it feels very unnatural. Um, I'm going to try a different flavor to see if they're it's actually. Not burp. Oh, Imagine if this to. is the thing that made me burp. This and is what killed my. Another reference to the outtakes. Oh yeah, <laughs> man. If that killed my RCPD. Um, Okay, we're going to crack open the green ones because that's the next most offensive I, I, color. They are not different flavors. I, I can't imagine out. it's a different flavor. <clears throat> okay, oh, they're so green. They're <laughs> so green. <clears throat> okay. Have we messed this up? Were we supposed to ask him, how's the peeping? Was that the oh, Yes, <laughs> yes. That was, that was the question. Yes. How's the peeping? Okay, let's go. All right, same, right? I think they taste the same. Yes. I think I need to lick another one. Um, <laughs> I mean, it would only be if the food coloring itself tastes different, right? Right, right, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, this so. has um, yellow number five and blue number one. Uh, Nick in the live chat says, who, by the way, thank you, Nick, is, I believe Nick's the one who sent this mm. uh, to us. He did indeed. Uh, Nick says, I once uh, um, uh, entered a peeps eating contest. No. I ate one shy of a whole pack in 60 seconds. I could do that. <laughs> you could eat, I could do that. You could eat. Oh, this ten. this this use the boss is just getting uh even more interesting. You're going to eat a pack of 10. Was it a pack of 10? Nick, please let us know that it was a pack of 10 so that you have to <clears> eat <throat> 9 in 60 seconds or 10 Nick. in 60 seconds to beat Nick. Um but I just want to make sure it was 10. 
and uh, and we need ten. To, okay, and we need to know: Did you have to open the package as part of the sixty seconds as well? Um, so that's something we need to know. Or were they like all already out of the package and in front of you? And did they have to all be? I'm imagining swallowed. They have to be yeah, completely you can't still swallowed. Be chewing them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so I need the answers to those questions, Nick, before I bring up the sixty second timer, mm-hmm. uh, and we will see if. But uh, they were pre-opened. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Stuck together or separated? Hold on. Stuck together or s- separated? Need to know the answer for that. Stuck together or separated? I don't know that that matters. Well, I mean, it kind of does. You, you think it's going to be quicker a- if it's separated? They were mm-hmm. stuck together. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, let me pull up a timer. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, I'm going to be so unwell. And this is yes. This is that's part of the fun. Um, so let's do one minute. Ready, set, go. All right, the minute has started. He is going for the purples. We are doing the purples. Uh, if you would like to see this in action, you need to become a member uh, of, <laughs> of the Sin Club at patreon.com slash cinemasins. He is through two, and we are already 15 seconds in. Uh, he is working on his third now. <laughs> he's he's got three in his mouth. No, uh, he's not he's he's still got he's got seven oh. left to go. Uh, he just put five. He's now halfway. If he swallows what's in his mouth, and he is uh has twenty five seconds left. Uh, he's trying to get to nine to tie and ten to win, and he's still working on five. He is still working on five. He has now put his hand to his head. He is questioning his life and his life choices that led up to this moment. He has decided he doesn't know who his hand is shaking. He doesn't know who he is anymore. I believe he may be losing consciousness. Four, three, two, one. Oh, there you go. I was arrogant. I was an arrogant man. (laughs) I regret that so much. It is... It is incredible how big a number 10 is. <laughs> it is such a huge number when you have... Uh, maybe my tactics were wrong. Like, I put... Do you want to try again? No! <laughs> I, put, I put so many in my mouth to begin with. Uh, Nick says apology accepted. Well um, done, Nick. Well done, man. Like, I think maybe you should have put more in your mouth. I think the trick is to stuff them all <clears> in there and, and, then have, all and then have 60 seconds to get them down. Right? I could probably all, do that. They'll all fit, I think. Um, yeah, that's I, what Nick says. You got to shove like five in your mouth at once. Like the more you can get in your mouth, the better. Um, <laughs> I think is is this is the life lesson in general. The, the more you can get in your mouth, that is the closest the I've felt to being on Jackass. <laughs> true. This uh, is true. I, I have also noticed that at the bottom of the box, because I hadn't opened the box entirely. There is a a Star Trek friendship necklace Aww, in the bottom of the box. Look at that. Nick, I could cry. You are a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful individual. Thank you for your kindness. Well, there you go. If you have something that you would like to get uh, on the You Go Boss uh, segment or use the boss uh, if you prefer, uh, just email it to us, bts at cinemasins.com. Any idea of what you would want us to do for a segment, some fun that we can have together. And if you've got a part of it that you want to send us, like something you want us to try, like for instance, peeps or whatever, uh, just pay attention to the address in the close. So Ian, how are we feeling? Uh, you have eaten seven peeps total. Five of them happened uh, over the course of the last minute. <clears throat> oh. 
<laughs> Ian's consciousness has left uh, the room. So, Daniel, I'd like some thoughts. <laughs> I'd like some uh, thoughts from you, Daniel, about that experience. So watch him go into shock. Um, <laughs> I mean, if that's going to be if that's going to be a thing on this podcast, I probably won't come back. Uh, <laughs> that's how I feel about that. I'm sweating. Um, <laughs> I mean, long, I mean, if it's only Ian, if they keep sending me to Ian, I'm fine. Oh, keep sending me things to eat. Yeah, great. Mm -hmm. um, I feel sugary. I feel like it's still in my throat. <laughs> I don't think I've probably digested that. I don't even remember. I haven't had one of those things in like uh, two decades. Yeah, um, you're gonna you're gonna get the pee poops. Uh, oh yeah, no! Yeah, my they, teeth hurt. Yeah, they don't digest. They just they, they just, just work through. Out. They just slide their way through. Oh, um. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Have the two of you ever competed in any other uh, food eating contests? Uh, crackers. Yeah. Yeah, I've done some food eating stuff. I do pretty well uh, with that stuff. I think mainly because I have a giant head, um, and so I can stuff a lot of stuff in my gullet. But um, but yeah, I've done like pie eating, like at fairs and stuff. And yeah, to me, like I, I just it seems like um, like a good way to just destroy something that you may have liked previously. Oh, for sure. To eat yeah, as uh -huh. much of it as possible as you can. Well, good because we don't. We don't. You didn't need to enjoy peeps. They are. They are not great. That's true. Um, no, they're really not. They're horrible. <laughs> there they're, you go. The like the 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 risk to benefit ratio there is so <laughs> low. Like it's not worth it. Fair enough. Uh, we have learned the ROI on ingesting peeps. Uh, that's going to do it for Behind the Sins this week. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed and go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. If you've got anything you want to send us, mail it to P.O. Box 881 Republic, Missouri no 65738. You can hang out with some of us on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer. He is at Wits End. A D E N E S A Y S. <laughs> no, no, that is not your Twitter. I hate that you only let me spell out my name when Danae isn't here. <laughs> it's just because of flow. We need the part of that part D of the flow. W H I T T S I N N E D. There you go. So for Daniel Cardoso, Ian Whittington, uh, <laughs> a clump of digested peeps, <laughs> and myself, we will see you next week. Happy Ian's Awareness RCPD Day. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to bts at cinemasins.com and be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting cinemasins.com slash bts. Liberty, liberty, da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> you didn't want to say liberty two more times? No, I didn't. I like the dums. Liberty. <laughs> there you go. Just combine those and you have a, a yeah. full one. That's amazing. Right. Well, hold on, you're coming through speakers for some reason, not mm. my headphones. Oh, I changed your your output. Sorry, <sighs> Ian. It is too why? Buttons. Why? Because we had to listen to the trailer for Strange New um, Season Three of Picard. That will come through the headphones. But I didn't want to give her a headphone. I wanted to play it. <laughs> all right, loud. all right, all right. Here's the lesson. I'm sorry. When you move something, put it back. Put it back. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. So I can remove people from the stream as well, so they don't sass. I can remove people from their jobs, so don't <laughs> sass. Can you? Yeah, sure can. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. So, Daniel, be careful. And when I say jobs, I mean jobs within the job. Oh, I don't mean I right. can literally fire you. I wait, just mean... wait, wait. You can stop me from doing BTS? Mm-hmm. I sure can. Oh, but I won't get peeps. <laughs> you can it's a pretty me. strong political power move right there when you don't right. eliminate someone from their position but like you just make their position useless mm -hmm. yes, yes it really is we haven't fired you we just made what you do not needed anymore exactly <laughs>
bring your camera's angle down a little bit so that you're, yeah. We need 20% yes. more nipple. There we go. Very nice. Very nice. Just 20%. Mm-hmm. These, are, these are the requirements. This is what you learn when you go to video streaming school. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is the percentage of nipple that needs to be in the frame. Uh, yes. Very much like the rule of thirds, but this is the rule of, rule of nips. <laughs> you, you maybe could have thought that one through <laughs> yeah, a little yeah, bit. Uh-huh. A little bit further. Nipple. Mm-hmm. You have a third nipple, Ian? Is that what you're telling me? Um, I, it's, it's a very personal question. Um, not in... No. He does not Not have, anymore. He does not have the triple nipple. I do not have a nubbin. I think everything is ready. Gladiators! Ready! Did you have gladiators over here? Yes. But it was probably American gladiators. It was called... Indeed, was called American gladiators. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, we just called it the gladiators. Oh, gladiators. I don't think there was a the on it it was probably based on american gladiators right what years what you what what year did yours come out see what who came no i just assume if it's just called gladiators that they took american gladiators and were like well we can't call it american gladiators Hmm. because that seemed the reverse that you couldn't call it gladiators you have to call it american gladiators because y'all need to distinguish things gladiators we had storm yeah we definitely had storm oh you even stole our name Possibly. Um, wolf. Yep. Wolf definitely. was my favorite. I met Wolf, actually. Yeah, but your wolf or my wolf? The wolf. Um, so, yeah, 1989 was America. 1992 was UK. So. Oh, so we, we conceptualized it first, let you try it. <laughs> sure. And then we sure. took it back when uh-huh. we knew it was a success. Yes. That sure. makes sense. Yeah. Good. You've got The Office. That's all you need. Yeah. That's an entirely different show. And Big Brother. Big Brother was yeah, you. No, that's us. That's us. We had that. Um, uh, democracy. We had, <laughs> we had that one first too. Colonialism. Yeah, yeah, we'll take <laughs> Definitely that. Definitely started yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, did you have democracy first? Um, compared to you, yes. <laughs> I don't even <laughs> know what that, that means. <laughs> I mean, 1777 is not a long time to have democracy. That's quite late to the party. I mean, it could be argued you're still not really... A democratic nation i mean you have a queen like that's you know yeah, but you have you have the that that the congress thing the not the congress well, um, yeah the we elect thing. no 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 the um ah the 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 super people that do all of your voting for you yeah the the, the electoral, electoral college? college thank you yeah that is not democracy that is that is not democracy that is, is the, literally democracy. The they people, represent literally the people who that voted. That is the biggest with the people willies win. That is, <laughs> that is just, why does Florida get so many damn votes? Say you don't understand the Electoral <clears throat> College without saying you don't understand the Electoral College. No, I do. So each state has more, has certain votes, certain amount of votes depending on... Depending on what? Uh-huh, depending on how many people. And that's what democracy is. We have less fringe groups. Well, now we have more of them. But like in the Congress because of it, because there's only like, supposedly two parties that are supposed to rein in like radicalism mm-hmm. which they have been doing unsuccessfully in recent <laughs> history i will be honest about that but like like a far right party just kind of exists in your government right yeah like it's just like well, it's just there all the time they'll have three seats and be able to do nothing whereas you guys just morph it into your actual it's the party. worst it's the worst it's, i it's hate incredible. the two-party system yeah it just it stifles it takes the worst out of um things mm-hmm. here's the thing Newsflash. It's always going to be run by people. Yeah, and people and disagree. people are problems. Yes. <laughs> Man, is there a lot of political stuff going on right now. And it's valuable for me to 
conceptualize those things, think about those things, process how I feel about them, all those kind of things. But it blows my mind how much we feel like government and politics is the solution. Yeah. The solution is ground level. The solution is the, the reason marijuana will be legal in the United States of America is not because of some political movement. It is because people talk to other people and said, hey, have you tried gummies? <laughs> quite nice. I don't feel pain right now. Welcome to uh, Politics Cast. <laughs> Behind the politics. How quickly, Behind the Senate. There we go. How quickly would we lose the audience if we, if we change the title of this podcast to Behind the Senate? Oh my God, it would be so quick. <laughs> I, but the, I will push back against the, the monarchy because the monarchy doesn't do anything in this country. Uh, we do not have a great democracy at all, but the monarchy is not a part of our government no 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 no. it, and it, it really anything. it really to me feels like it literally will not be a part of your government in the next 50 years next 50 years i would imagine there will not be a there's going to be some queen of england major discussions when she dies when 100%. she dies there are going to be some major discussions especially with charles being as wackadoodle as he is mm -hmm. um uh, william is the best option so it might just be that william and kate are the last king and queen of england and mm -hmm. they just stop because Guess what? They're coming. All of them are coming to a point now where they're like, maybe this isn't the best thing for my kids. Right. Like, completely selfishly, which is great. Like, I can't believe the monarchy being selfish is actually the best thing for the country. Like, look mm -hmm. after your own people and stop yeah. being in this figurehead position that doesn't do anything. To think of the amazing conversations that stem from American gladiators, right. you know, which, mm -hmm. as we've discovered and is most important and germane to this conversation, came before the uk version exactly just called no gladiators. no 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 well technically we let you have independence and then you create the gladiators <laughs> still english uh you know how we should settle this debate mm -hmm. in a big obstacle oh, course yes, with pugil sticks <laughs> yes uh-huh daniel how you doing man how's life i'm hanging in there i went to that uh concert on wednesday and i pretty much fell asleep like oh no the end of it so was so, it a sit-down concert? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> was it like was a mosh pit weird. and you just fell asleep in the middle of it? <laughs> it was just bouncing back and forth in slumber yeah. in the, in the mosh crowd pit. surfed across. <laughs> yes! It was Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, and, very uh, jealous. But uh, I didn't realize this until I got there. It's called his Vanity Tour. Mm -hmm. And he's only playing original songs. Oh, yeah. no. interesting. I mean, right. Wow, and what a bold was... move oh, no. by Weird Al. Oh, that sucks. I'm so sorry, Daniel. Uh, well, that's kind of... Yeah, I saw him... Oh, pandemic. Pandemic brain. How many, how many years Seven ago? Seven years ago. <laughs> I saw him, I think, about a year before the pandemic. Uh, so do the math. Four uh, years ago. Okay, thank you. Wow. Um, and uh, it, was, it was fabulous. Uh, it did all the great parody songs that he's known for oh, <laughs> oh man i'm sorry i'll i'll take this um don't worry there we go <laughs> <laughs> yes for the listeners i just removed aaron from the stream for being an epic oh, I've troll lost, I've, I've lost your audio though now Ian, I oh no my audio is linked to oh no <laughs> now it's just my show <laughs> <laughs> the daniel show this is the problem ian dang it when you take me out of the picture your audio goes as well have you seen ufc daniel not ufc uhf <laughs> those, those are very different things right yeah, yes i have yay what a movie saw it for the first time 
three weeks. When was the pandemic? Time is. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was three weeks ago. Yeah, it was. It was a few weeks ago. It may have been like a month and a half ago. It could have been. These last three months have gone really fast. Uh -huh. yeah, that's a great film. I enjoyed that. I liked it a lot more than I expected to. Strangely enough, like I mean, there's a few things that are like eh, a little bit cringe. Supplies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like especially some of the the Asian stuff, but. Mm -hmm. Um, but for the most part, it's it holds yeah. up pretty well. Yeah. Um, on that level, mm -hmm. on the humor level, I think it holds up really well. Just I think because it's, it's so uniquely Weird Al, you mm -hmm. know, who um, gave him the money to do that. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Isn't that kind of though? Like you were saying, like some of it, like as an individual, Isn't that just like kind of? Uh, a lot, I mean, like a lot of comedy because that was like in the '80s that came out, and it's just like the I don't know, just like things just change right so so yeah so i mean it's it's interesting to think about the idea of appropriation kind of how we've come to conceptualize it and uh in enact uh it in our lives and i think we've always under i say always i mean for my lifetime it has been understood that things like blackface those kind of things are wrong inappropriate mm -hmm. they're fairly recent in our you know obviously in our entertainment history and even mm -hmm. more recent in people's practice mm -hmm. uh history but we understood why that was, I think, why that was offensive, those kind of we things. Hope. But we didn't conceptualize that to have to do with taking something from a culture, making it our own, and mm -hmm. then, you know, um, making money off of it or, or whatever. And then that brought it into, well, just don't appropriate culture in your day-to-day -day life. So, for instance, I have pictures of me uh, with braided hair. Um, I don't remember if it was specifically cornrows or if it was... I, it, I've seen I the picture. picture. I think it is. Yeah. I think it's cornrows. It's beautiful. It I, is I beautiful. Loved it. I really loved it, but I don't remember loving it because it was a different culture. I remember loving it because I liked the way my head looked yeah. when my hair was, you know, braided like that. But now is that picture problematic, right? Like, is it, you know, so you kind of try to think of those things and in, in, in comedy, like comedy has always been about those lines in trying to figure out where they are. And now that we conceptualize them differently, you look back at comedy from the 80s 90s even early 2000s and you go eh, eh, certainly wouldn't make that joke today some of friends really doesn't hold up especially some of the the strangest thing about friends was how they still saw gay as being icky despite ross's wife um ex-wife having a wife as like you started off the show like with a great precedent and then well it's because we really didn't understand later on we didn't understand the idea of gay panic right the idea that that is also offensive like it's like um, the the not that there's anything wrong with that joke in Seinfeld or, or that was Seinfeld, right? Not that there's anything wrong with that. Sounds right. Um, it, it, the idea that, yeah, there's nothing wrong with it, but I'm still grossed out by it or still mm -hmm. weirded out by it. Um, yeah, that's that's another thing we've, you know, have just more recently in our history started to conceptualize. So well, what do you think with like um, that you're pointing out the issue like uh, in Friends, like how uh, how like they present it in one way and then it's then they say it's it's icky in another way do you think that at all at that period of time that kind of serves as a more a better mirror of like society in in, in like an artistic way as opposed to now where people are a bit more you know worried about worried about being offensive yes i i yeah. really do think there's a balance to all of this and there will continue to be you know waves and shifts as we the problem is, especially when we deal with race in America, like I have to tell uh, White explain this to you, uh, Daniel. Uh, but let's go. Yes. Daniel, let me tell you about the problem with race in America. Shall I? 
Shall I go there? Um, Man. I don't even remember what I was going to say now. <laughs> the, but what I, I think what I was going to say, at least in from my perspective, is because we, uh, as a culture, as a privileged culture, thought that we were kind of past some of this stuff. I like so when I was growing up, what my parents told me is race is not an issue. Like we don't treat people differently because of their race. And so in my mind, it was over, like it was quote unquote over, but you know, and other people of color know it ain't over. Like, you know, it's still built into so much of our culture and so much of our society. And so learning that lesson was really interesting to me over the last 10 years that the the progress that I thought our culture had made was just something we told ourselves from a place of privilege. And so until until that really is ground level fixed or rooted out or really dealt with and, and faced, it's it's hard to laugh about the other. It's hard to treat each other like, you know, buddy, buddy, I can joke with you about your race when that's a real painful part of modern, you know, yeah life so so yeah so well, did, I, did I do okay i think we'll find out in the edit yeah, <laughs> yeah i think you did i think you did a great job there yeah um, okay good <laughs> i mean you're probably still canceled but I'm, <laughs> i think you did a great job personally. i think that established itself in the psyche in a way of feeling like we're closer to like solving it and mm -hmm. even going through like the the civil rights era and stuff like a lot of the more visible and like very public displays mm -hmm. of racism occurred in the South. So like I would see it as people not having to really challenge themselves, like sort of just being like, oh, at least we're not as bad as some <laughs> other. Group. Right. Yeah. When and that barrier is so low. Yeah. Yeah. So like when it comes like we arrive at like modern times with like social media and all this uh, ability to see what's going on in different places and like getting people's like real time reactions to everything. You just sort of, it's a shock that like the, the world isn't like the needle hasn't moved as far as you may have thought it did. Mm -hmm. Bingo. And you yeah. realize that like, it's, it's not just like one place that there's like a, it's like a big bell curve and like some mm -hmm. people are towards one end and then some people are towards the other and the majority are somewhere in the middle, but you don't, it's, it's, it's further back than you might've thought. Yeah. <laughs> there was a, uh, writing one of well i won't say what it is because it hasn't come out yet but i found this absolutely hilarious outtake with uh it, it was for a character that was on the, on the phone and like responding and then um the 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 clip that would have fit like fit perfectly in terms of like length of time and just like just general like outlandish departure from the actual tv show what it was um i think it was samuel jackson in uh, like pulp fiction and like there's a there's a scene where he's on the phone mm -hmm. and <laughs> and like I laughed so hysterically when I saw this. But then at the same time, I was like, we can't put that in. The, we can't put that at the end because like it, it will offend somebody like mm -hmm. somebody will be offended, even though like that is so far from the intent. And it's more mm -hmm. about it's about Pulp Fiction and Samuel Jackson and, and putting that in this different context. Mm -hmm. It's not about a race or anything but mm -hmm. i was just like it's just but somebody will work. draw that connection yeah for sure. yeah like i have completely stopped even using like response gifs like on twitter from people of color just because there's a level of appropriation 
there too where it's like because when you use a response gif it's like i'm this person you know kind of this is what i'm saying and i don't know if that's too far i don't know if i'm being too sensitive but i remember somebody saying something about it i was like oh well i don't want i don't want to come off that way so it's interesting right like these are the questions we ask ourselves and i i think there's also there's also this tendency not to talk about it Mm -hmm. because we don't want to you know well i just started and then stopped myself because i'm not sure i'm the one to have an opinion on it but <laughs> me personally i will never stop using samuel L. jackson gifts because his some of his reactions just transcend sure. comedy it's just hilarious but i totally see where where you're coming from i yeah. just so i just stopped i was just like i just i don't i don't want anyone to feel that way mm-hmm. um that you know that there's some sort of element of minstrelism to some of those animated gifs uh, on Twitter. Um, I think we're all just trying to do, I hope we're uh-huh. all just trying to yeah. do our best not to hurt each other and to be respectful of, you know, real life, real world pain. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and when you're in the business of comedy, that becomes an interesting balance mm-hmm. and an interesting thing to, to try to figure out. Cause laughter is great, man. Laughter is so much fun and it really can heal. It really is one of those things that can bring us together and not separate us. So it's interesting that a lot of the things that do separate us mm-hmm. are keeping us from laughing about those things. So yeah. there, there are deep conversations to be had uh, about it for sure. What I realized over probably very recently in history is just that I think it, it comes down to context mm-hmm. that we don't all have a shared context behind the joke. Like right. it's not it's not so much the joke itself, but it's like the context from which the joke comes from. Mm-hmm. What you're seeing in it is completely different than what the other person is seeing it because they haven't lived your life experience or they just don't even, they don't know you in that way, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like sort of like communicating on that scale of like uh, of Twitter is like, it's the shared context of Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that is even a thing. Well, that <laughs> is exactly it, why having those discussions on Twitter and Facebook is a dumb dumb pointless yeah, idea it's just a bad there place to have that no conversation context. yeah like you could maybe not even read the original post and then weigh in on the damn conversation mm-hmm. it's insane yeah well it's cool <clears throat> cool so we solved race in america so what's next um, um we solved the monarchy <laughs> as well we solved the and monarchy <laughs> and most importantly which gladiator which came first, gladiators came first. Yeah. but the most important point daniel is that have you i don't know if you've been here to weigh in on the gift gif conversation which is uh, a oh, yeah, what do you long, say? long-running BTS thing. I'd probably say it both ways. Good. It's really interesting because I, I get painted with a GIF brush, brush because I say GIF, mm-hmm. and I think I have logical reasons to say it that I, way. Totally logical. Yeah. But but uh, I also I think always say I think GIF is going to win. In yeah. language is what what people say it is. It's interesting because a lot of style guides mm-hmm. for like a lot of the content companies say GIF. Of course. Like, you know, this is how we're going to say it. But the people say GIF by and large because it stands for graphics and they think that's, you know, yeah. a good reason that it should be GIF. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's going to win then. You know, like that's just how it's, it's going to go. It's just an easier thing to say. GIF is easier to do than J. Well, I don't know about that, but, oh, no, it but maybe. Totally is. Totally GIF, is. GIF. Yeah, yeah, there's more mouth movement G- with the J. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. <clears throat> Listen, yeah, and you may be right about that. It, it may be ease, level of ease too. I just use GIF because GIF just reminds me of the peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> and how dare words mean two separate things? Nope, can't happen. Can't happen. No. I have rules about peanut butter, guys. <laughs> That's right. As <laughs> you should. As you should. Ian, can we talk before we start officially start the show? Yes. With our, uh, you know, can we talk with our live audience 
about me diagno- diagnosing you. Is that is uh, that? Yeah, I was going to bring it up if you didn't. Yeah, so. I woke up one morning and was perfectly fine, and then seven hours into that day, Aaron Dice diagnosed me with a chronic condition uh-huh. that I genuinely have, that I yeah. didn't realize impacts my life. <laughs> Hang on heart, honestly. This has been brewing for a while because, uh, I don't know, a few weeks ago I learned, you told me, I've never belched in my life. Mm-hmm. And I said, what? Never Who- who never burps? And you're like, yeah, I just, I, I don't burp. I hiccup a lot, but I don't, you know. And the shocking thing to me was that it was shocking. I just thought, not everyone burps. It's right. not that common. Right, right. But it is. But, uh, but burping is, yes, generally pretty common. Most people do it. Uh, I love that, that your thought, I think you said your thought on this was that people either burped a lot to get rid of gas or yeah. just farted a lot to yeah, get rid of gas. You're one, one of those, you're one of those two kind <clears throat> of people, probably about 50-50 in the world. A lot of people fart a lot, a lot of people burp a lot. And I'm it's, the latter in this case. It just, that's it interesting. Happens. So then there was kind of this moment just a couple days ago where I was just like, that is such an interesting thing. I want to know if other people have experienced it. Mm-hmm. So I did a quick Google search for... Uh, never burp in the middle of our work day. In the middle this of our work day, what is doing? It's unbelievable. <laughs> Cannot let this go. I let this go so quickly, and it's just been bugging him. It's like in, it's like in Don't Look Up, which is like I don't understand why he would take the money for the, for the treats. <laughs> I have diagnosed myself as a super taster in much the same way. My mm. life was just kind of a little bit different than most people's. It seemed like I liked l- different types of foods, whatever. <laughs> And so I did a, you know, Google search at one point and realized I'm actually a super taster. I have mm-hmm. twice as many taste buds as the normal person. This is an actual thing, about 10% of the population. So that stuff is always interesting to me. So I was like, I wonder if this is a thing. So I Googled never burp, but hiccup a lot. And boom, there was a Reddit. <laughs> Unbelievable. There was a Reddit sub called R No Burp with <laughs> 20,000 members. All right. So this is something. So I start reading through the Reddit thread and person after person is going, my surgery is scheduled for three weeks from now. I'm getting my surgery in two weeks, you know, and I'm like, sir, like, what is this thing? This is a legitimate condition called RCPD, where a muscle in the, the esophagus does not expand in certain people to allow gas to come through. And so any gas in the body has to be expelled other ways. It is, it can be, uh, there's discomfort involved when you drink or eat things that create mm-hmm. uh, any kind of, bu- like uh, carbonated mm-hmm. beverages. Uh, Ian has since said after, after the diagnosis that he can't have more than a couple beers because it gets a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, I either get extremely painful hiccups or very, very, very gassy. Yeah. And so it comes out in a lot of people as painful hiccups. And so there is a procedure that relaxes this muscle and allows gas uh, to escape that all these people are happening. And Ian's just going, what? This is like, I have a condition? It's unreal. <laughs> and I don't want to belittle it because I'm sure as much as mine, is, mine, my case, as long as, as much as mine is mild and doesn't really affect me day to day, it sounds like it is extremely painful for some people. Mm-hmm. Like it's, yeah. it is a genuine thing that fortunately I just have mild symptoms of. It's, yeah. just, it's, it's an insane way to, to get to one o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> so you just fart all the time? Like, you're oh, just right, farting right a now. lot? Yeah. <laughs> this very moment. This room is <laughs> terrible to be in. Yeah. Yeah, that seems, like, incredibly uncomfortable. Thinking, like, all the times I do burp, and I was like, oh, I feel better. <laughs> yeah, no, I've never <laughs> like, had you just that. never feel better. <laughs> <laughs> I have never felt better. terrible. <laughs> 
a nice chill song. I like it. Man, where's my favorite part? I wonder if cutting this down to three minutes took out my favorite part. Oh no. There's a part where it goes into there's like this beep, 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 beep. At the top, it's really interesting. I like it. Anyways. I tend to remember that. If it feels like a club beat at that point, but it sounds like that part got taken out. No. Is it right here? Drop the beat. Yeah, let's get it. Come on. That's the one. It's the one. It's the minute mark. Yeah, I like it. Not quite there. No, this <laughs> was close. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 